In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My brothers and sisters, I bid you welcome to the beginning of the Summer of the Sacred Heart. Some of you might remember last summer is rather pithily titled Summer of Divine Love when I preached all summer long about the five love languages and ways to deepen our relationships with each other, particularly in marriage, and use that as a launching point into this Summer of the Sacred Heart, where I will, over the next number of Sundays, preach about what it means to have love for, devotion to, and make the enthronement of the Sacred Heart more deeply and powerfully putting Jesus Christ at the center of our lives so that he might be put at the summit of all human activity. And on this vigil of the great solemnity of Corpus Christi, when we hear the foreshadowings in the Old Testament, the true theology given to us through St. Paul, and the deep reality of the Mass, imitation of the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to now do a little bit of sort of mass study. For you see, not long from now, we'll go to the altar in obedience to the command of Christ who says, do this. We'll take the unleavened bread and say, this is my body, and it shall be. The chalice, this is my blood, and it shall be. And we shall kneel and adore and place all of the prayers flowing from the silence of our hearts and our minds onto that blessed altar. And when it concludes, all the children of God in this church will stand and cry out, saying, Our Father. Now this is where I want you to pay particular attention. Something very subtly powerful happens. When all the children of God have risen after obeying the command of the God-man, Jesus Christ, before they consume his precious body and blood in the host. The priest says, Deliver us from the Lord from every evil, graciously granting us peace in our days, the first peace, that we may keep free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the glorious coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, the glory yours now and forever. Then the priest looks at our Lord on the altar and says, Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, My peace I give you, my peace I leave to you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, but graciously grant her peace, the fourth one, and unity according to your holy will. Forgive and reign forever and ever. Amen. Then the priest, touching the altar, rises and extends his hands in imitation of our Lord on Easter Sunday and says, The peace of the Lord be with you all. The fifth one. And the children of God respond in that risen faith and with your spirit. And then the priest says, Let us offer each other the sign of peace. The sixth peace. And then all the children of God can turn to one another and say, Peace be with you, the seventh peace. Now, as you may know, it took God seven days to create the heavens and the earth. The number seven is the number of totality. In that moment, all the sons and daughters of God may turn one to another. And in that moment, and I preached about this after Easter, yes, it has a fraternal social aspect, obviously. I'm saying hi to my neighbor, right? That's why I say 
peace be with you, instead of, you know, spit in my palm and shake your hand, all right? I say, peace, right? That seventh peace is the moment when we can bear witness to one another. We at their totality of all existence. We are here at the footsteps of everything that is and was and will be. All peace, all unity, all hope, all desire, all sorrow finds its meaning, all joy finds its true end in this moment. You and I are at the threshold of encountering the risen Christ. It is the moment that Christ is at the door on that first Easter Sunday when he says to apostles, peace be with you. And then we start that old, old, old chant, first chanted by John the Baptist on the shores of Galilee, Behold the Lamb of God, Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, grant us peace. The eighth peace. Now this is a bit less known. In the Christian life, the ancient Christians, especially when it was known that they said Mass on Sundays and that was illegal, they started to call Sunday the eighth day. We will meet on the eighth day, which was a code word for Sunday. That's why the most ancient churches, baptismal fonts, ours is imitated like that, have eight sides, because you are baptized in the resurrection of Christ. For when we have that moment flowing from the Eucharistic heart of Christ, when we come in commune, from that heart into us flows all peace. But of course it cannot remain in the church. It must touch our homes and our streets. And so this is just a preview. The enthronement of the Sacred Heart, the devotion that it contains, is a concrete, practical, ordained, mystically sanctified by God way to bring that cosmic peace that is at every Mass the greatest Sunday Mass in the greatest cathedral in the world, to the 6.30 a.m. Mass on a Tuesday morning in the tiniest corner of the world. That peace which touches us and has the power flowing from the heart of Jesus Christ to touch, sanctify the whole world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.